With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now, the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. In this episode, uh, this is me, Giri. I'm joined by Ajit, my co-host. Let me welcome him. Hello, Ajit. How are you doing, mate? Oh, hi, Giri. I didn't know you probably took a holiday in Australia. I wish, I wish. Right? I wish, yeah. Well, no, no. You've been conspicuously absent for the last two to three episodes. What have you been up to, Giri? Uh, let's just say that I have been very busy at work, uh, finishing up on a few projects that I was working on since the beginning of the year. Uh, I'm glad to say I've done that now. And I seem to have a bit more time this week onwards. And I hope this continues. Uh, how about yourself? Well, things are going steady. Um As I always keep saying, I'm happy for having a work that is a bit uh, hectic these days. So basically, I don't have time to think that I'm, uh, you know, bored sitting at home. So it's mainly uh, all systems go as far as work is concerned. And I'm really happy that that's how it is. Um, Not being able to go to the theaters, watch a movie or something. And so my mind is completely off that because the work is demanding that. And I'm really happy. But yeah, I mean, look, it's it's the um, the social restrictions norms will remain, but uh, the government here in the Netherlands is slowly reducing the restrictions, social restrictions, or it has imposed on us, Kiri. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Right. So this week, in fact, today, on the day on which we are recording this episode, the 11th of May, right? So as of today, the schools have reopened, or the primary schools have reopened, uh, and I think the 
from the 1st of June, public transport will also resume to its full capacity. That's what I heard. Of course, there are some um, restrictions, uh, like you said, and there are also certain guidelines that we have to follow. So we are supposed to wear face masks, for example, non-surgical ones. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and uh, yeah, of course, you have to avoid crowded places. You cannot have gatherings, you know, same rules apply again. Uh, I think from the 1st of July, you can have social gatherings of 30, up to 30 people, I heard. I'm, I'm not sure. I think they will still review it. Right. Uh, and from the 1st of September, all the outdoor activities and, uh, you know, tournaments, sports, you name it, all the main uh, uh, competitions uh, will start when it comes to sports and also all social events can begin. But mm-hmm. that's, again, up to uh, a review. So I think they will review it on a weekly basis or on a fortnightly basis, uh, all the experts, and they will look at the numbers, which, right. which is quite heartening to see, actually. So I think today has seen the lowest increase um, of new cases as well as uh, the the number of fatalities. I remember uh, reading today. Um, I think this has been the lowest in the last four to six weeks, I think. Uh, that's yeah. a very good sign. Uh, so the lockdown has had uh, a very positive effect in arresting this uh, uh, the, the spread of virus. Uh, but now that the restrictions will be eased uh, starting today, uh, we have to see how this will all change because what happens usually is as soon as the restrictions are eased, people start mingling with each other a bit more and then there is more interaction and the virus can spread again. And you will see the results of that uh, two weeks later, right? So because I think the incubation is incubation period is something like nine to 14 days, right? So you see that results after two weeks. So I think this is a very crucial period. Is also This will also probably give us a bit more indication or fairer indication of how things will be um, in the near future as well as in the distant future. I'm talking six months when I say distant future. And like you said, I think the social distancing rules will apply mm-hmm. uh, for the best part of this year. I think I, I see this continuing until December. And I won't be surprised if they will do this until we've uh, found a vaccine for this and a vaccine that works. There's there's still a lot of question marks, uh, but I did read some you know some research institutes here and there in the world are finding new uh, what are they called antigens, right? So I, I don't I don't know this. I'm not an expert, but there are some positive developments. But we have to see. All of this will take time. Um, yeah, at least in Netherlands we are heading in the right direction right now. We'll see. Right. Look. It does show a very positive trend. And as you say, we may have very well broken the first spike or the first wave. But then, as you say, when we all mingle, the second wave comes and usually the second wave is higher than the first and so on. We'll have to really be careful. And as you rightly said, no organized sport till September. So more or less um, certain now. There will be no cricket that will be played, the organized cricket, amateur cricket or leagues in the Netherlands. I, we don't see that happening this year. Maybe uh, okay. some tournaments, some T20 tournaments beginning from mm-hmm. September because there'll still be enough light for some T20 cricket, but uh, really no regular leagues. So that's a bit of a blow, bit of a disappointment. We were really counting on maybe even a shortened season, right? Okay. Not uh, 14 to 15 matches in the season, maybe 10 matches in the season or 8 matches in the season, something like this. Okay. But um, the positive that I see in this case is that the Netherlands government has also indicated that adults can start playing sports, not in a tournament format, but for themselves outside on the field. So that uh, sports clubs 
have been allowed to open right so right, we right. just got this from our club uh, today effectively saying um, yeah adults can also come and practice sport that's the term okay. used right okay uh-huh. so that basically means we'll be hearing some more news with uh, how this thing is going to pan out maybe later this week or maybe early next week and i'm really itching to get back to the cricket field uh, how about you well for me i'm not doing any active sport at the moment i used to play a bit of badminton couple mm-hmm. of times a week right. and a little bit of swimming mm-hmm. uh, but i didn't play cricket actively so that doesn't have an impact uh, however badminton being an indoor sport uh, right. over here that is not allowed so yeah it's it's not possible to do that i think until the 1st of september but i don't know yet i have to look for more details on my club's website uh, they will mm-hmm. probably make an announcement about more details um apart from that i think the swimming can start uh, i just read that the local swimming pool here the public swimming pool will open its doors again oh wow on the 18th of may on the 18th of may so that's a week from now Right. um but i don't know how uh, people will actually manage not to get in each other's way mm-hmm. and i don't know the effect of virus inside the water so <laughs> i don't know if it can spread uh of course there's a lot of question marks about hygiene and all that being a public swimming pool yeah but i will see for a few days because i i do miss the swimming part it's really refreshing to go out for a swim like you agree with me i know uh, yeah. um so i will see what happens over there but at least you know like i said earlier uh, some really positive signs uh, let's hope that's, that that uh, this continues and uh, we get some sort of uh, respite from all this isolation that we're all suffering from indeed my local swimming pool is not opening as of now this is all i know uh, yeah as you say i would really get want to get back uh, playing cricket maybe but also if possible going for a swim once a week or so right uh we'll see we'll see how that will really pan out but if you were to look at the news from the covid cricketing field if i may call it that kiri there is a bit of uh, well we had a bit of uh, splash last week when uh, you know we heard rumors icc was really considering banning the usage of uh, for the lack of a better phrase bodily fluids to shine the cricket ball right so you had sweat saliva whatever else but they said with now with the new contactless sport or the most contactless form of playing the sport uh, going to be practiced in the future probably putting saliva or sweat on it to shine the ball was probably not going to be a good practice uh, as a as a solution kookaburra has come up with a wax polish you know something that uh, cricketers can have in the pockets much like a sanitizing gel small you know a small box of sanitizing gel or something and then you can take some and shine on the ball right so this this is a debate that's still raging and well i mean some ex cricketers have openly opined uh, allow the ball to be tampered and you know using using your bodily fluids has been one of the oldest ways of shining the ball and also one of the most natural because without you wanting to if you have been sweating you will probably impart some sweat onto the ball when you just catch it well i don't know i mean i i i see all this pointless uh, pointless discussion uh, it doesn't make sense to me mm-hmm. because saliva <laughs> or sweat yeah. have been part of cricket for mm-hmm. time uh, immemorial right is that what they say uh, w- without saliva and without sweat the ball will not get its shape get its shine that it normally does mm-hmm. and all this uh, i don't know tomfoolery with uh, wax polish and all that boot polish whatever i don't like that idea honestly uh 
in the name of wax polish, I don't know if people may also carry a strip of sandpaper. Why exactly. not? Yeah. No, but that's the thing. So yeah. this wax formula, basically the one that Kukubra is proposing, it looks like a little shoe polish bottle because it has a wax, uh, sorry, it has an applicator, a sponge-based applicator as well at the end of the bottle. Right. So you take yeah. the ball, you just rub the little bottle with the sponge on it on the ball surface and then you're let's say shining the ball but you know some international players like Ashish Nehra said you're really making it tough for the bowlers right people like uh, Ian Chappell opined saying make uh, tampering legal let it be uh, you can do it under supervision so to say let the umpire watch what you're doing it's fine right because still the cricket they say the skills of cricket are weighted too too much in the favor of batters so Shane Vaughan, as usual, came up with a nice suggestion. He says, weigh the ball on one side. So make the ball in such a way that it actually weighs more on one half than the other. So it'll always swing. Right? So I don't know if you know anything about the tape ball cricket that is uh, very much in vogue in uh, many parts of subcontinent, mainly in Pakistan. Giri. Yeah, some of Pakistan's uh, premier fast bowlers um, basically groom their skill with uh, swinging. Uh, starting with tape balls, right? Somebody's like Wasim Akram or Shoaib Akhtar. All these guys were, I think, brought up with brought up on tape balls. So, so it's it's not unknown to subcontinent, like you said. But I don't know if you can replicate that with uh, leather ball. Well, uh, and and one one additional point here: uh, when you make one side of the leather ball heavier, mm-hmm. do you mean that uh, the, a fresh, brand spanking new ball will already carry this uh, characteristic? Yeah, uh, and what happens when it wears out? Still, uh, how does it affect spin, or will there be a different type of drift uh, or a dip? How, how do you see this? Well, for spinners, for fast bowlers, yes, but for spinners, still, even spinners will probably get a different um, behavior from the ball because one part of the ball is always heavier than the other. See, if it's uh, in an innate feature in the ball itself, shine wears mm-hmm. off, but the ball weighs the same or nearly the same, right? But what if one half of the ball is always weighing more than the other? So I got the opportunity to play tape cricket or tape ball cricket when I came newly to the Netherlands. We had people mm-hmm. from all over the subcontinent living in the dormitories where I did. And we used to play cricket on an occasional afternoon. And I saw that they used to get this uh, isolating tape, the insulating uh, tape rather. Mm-hmm. Than. So they, they used to put it on the ball and then that used to swing the ball. So basically, the ball used to get this... Uh, extra, let's say, smoothness on it with which the ball is to swing. And sometimes they used to tape only one side of the ball. So you are able to control it. Controlling a tape ball itself is a skill. So only one side of the ball is taped. That means you are able to put it, by looking at the wind, you are able to put it against the wind so that it swings away from it. Right? So if the ball is heavy, you can imagine you can also play it in a similar manner. So the heavier the ball, the ball naturally the gravity will be forcing it towards that. So if you want in swing, if it's in the right hand side, if it's a left hander, the ball will swing away. Mm-hmm. If it's the right hander, it'll come in, right? But so that yeah, but I think this is something uh, that has to be taught at grassroots level for people who are still very young. Now already professional cricketers, mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll have enough time and if they'll have. I don't know if the learning curve is as uh, steep as it might be. Uh, for a professional k- cricketer compared to somebody who is really young and upcoming. What do you think? Is, is this something uh, a professional cricketer can acquire uh, in, a, in a few weeks, do you think? Well, look, it, that doesn't take away the rest of the things you have practiced, your lines, your lengths, right? Mm-hmm. There will be exaggerated swing, 
or exaggerated mm-hmm. movement on one way or the other even if you're a spinner right but that means it it takes a certain amount of adjustment Pro- probably if you practice with one of those balls for a week or two continuously i think the level at which most international cricketers are most international bowlers are they're going to adapt mm-hmm. to it that's my let's say personal opinion on it okay but look i might be a bit uh, optimistic as well and all of these are proposals but yeah. the ball has remained the same in whatever 150 years of international cricket giri yeah. right still the same we are going through a drastic drastic mm-hmm. set of social circumstances so this this very well might you know cause the ball to be changed but i would be very curious right so yeah. something for us to wait and watch if you were to look at you know we were talking of previously a cricketer from pakistan a former first class cricketer from pakistan who lost his life and so on right there are some heroes uh, who have been cricketers or who are cricketers so we heard heather knight uh, england women's cricketer um, or the captain of the england women's cricket team even going and joining the nursing service or volunteering her services for the nhs in england right and you read about jogender sharma similarly uh, you have a ex cricketer from south africa yusuf abdullah who was a fast bowler who played i think in two t20 internationals for south africa right and he even played um, in i think kings 11 punjab he has represented and so on right so this guy he is now owning a pharmacy in south africa and him and his wife they are literally on the front lines they own a pharmacy where you know people who have cold cough and other flu like symptoms probably come in every day so he's literally on the front line there you have another um, you know a cricketer whom we can all look up to yeah absolutely yeah i don't know if there are uh, better professions in the world right now than in the uh, you know in the medical care right. or the supplemental right. care mm-hmm. um, so i think hats off to this guy who is uh, fighting on the front lines like you said so amazing and uh, let's t- take uh, take our hat off and applaud uh, their services people like him especially Indeed. and i do hope more people who are uh, you know who are able to uh, contribute in their own way to fight this mm-hmm. you know same set of social circumstances we are facing currently uh, did you hear about this uh, scandinavian princess uh, who also uh, enrolled herself into the the nursing profession temporarily to help uh, wow. support people no i didn't know this well I done this well is done. a swedish swedish princess i think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so they're also you know uh, dignified dignitaries whoever they are they're also um, getting their hands dirty so which is good to see that's a right, setting the right precedent yeah yeah indeed leading from the front is is a very good way and nicely done uh, by this uh, member of the swedish royal family right giri going further uh, we have one more bad news solo enkveni so it's nq w e n i so i don't know if i got the pronunciation right he's a south african all rounder and unfortunately he's uh, tested positive for covid 19 so again you know this is another slightly bad news so he's at least the third cricketer that we know has come across that we have come across who have con- contracted the virus considering the number of cricketers that really pay, play this is a this is nothing right so but we hope he recovers quickly and we wish solo all the best uh, and the best of health and a fast recovery going further with all the cricket being stopped right so many many people are losing their livelihood many people have lost their contracts people who were to have stints here and there have lost it another such news um, vernon flander who recently retired from international cricket and signed a call pack deal with somerset unfortunately this deal has been cancelled 
due to covid circumstances there might not be a lot of cricket this summer and this deal has been cancelled so it looks like one of the first long term let's say the mm-hmm. impact that a cricketer or an ex cricketer at least is facing and uh, this was a call pack deal but uh, as you say if there is going to be no cricket and we don't know how many good seasons of cricket philander has really left so this is really unfortunate it's a mutual thing that they have agreed upon and it's very unfortunate uh, moving ahead some countries uh, you know are having to take some drastic measures to cope with uh, how they are having to combat uh, uh, the loss of cricket for example afghanistan are uh, have announced that they will be cutting some of the salaries of their coaches we we have seen that many cricketing worlds across the world have been affected by it we actually missed this point your favorite tournament because you were not here last week the 100 has been cancelled by ecb right because it was expected to be loss making in the first couple of its seasons similarly many many cricket boards are facing a hardship but some some cricketers are ready to go the extra mile for example uh, bcci has offered that they they are willing to do take a two week uh, quarantine if that means the tour of australia will go ahead much later in this year also for example pakistan whose uh, pcb is planning a tour of uh, england they were supposed to arrive in england late in july they're still sort of keeping a wait and watch approach so this might still go ahead international cricket might be around the corner giri it might be sooner rather than later that we might witness international cricket i hope so i hope we can watch uh, all our favorite players back in action on the international circuit about this quarantine thing uh, india visiting australia i think that is that is only applicable if the the t20 world cup is either postponed or cancelled right if india travel there already in october i think they are already there in australia so they probably won't need a quarantine then but about this news the about india's willingness or the bcci's willingness to uh, send indian team to australia because i think it represents a lot of loss for australian cricket that's what i read probably 300 million dollars something like that i'm not sure if that's the exact number no ah, indeed um, indeed yeah, some so, very large number yes yeah, it's, it's a huge amount of money and that's probably going to set them up really well for the upcoming uh, season in australian cricket so it's very important and it's also nice to see that uh, all the major cricket organizations are trying to help each other out mm. uh, and bcci trying to help australian cricket Uh, like this i think that's really nice to see that and i think even gautam gambhir the current member of parliament from delhi he has also put in his weight into this and then said this is a really good idea mm-hmm. uh, i think this probably all the uh, international players they will also be willing to uh, uh, take part in such a such a tour otherwise i think we're going to lose a whole year uh, we don't want to see that we'll probably lose the english summer to a large yeah. extent yeah so we shouldn't lose the australian summer or the the summer in the southern uh, hemisphere so let's hope uh, everything goes well and uh, we get to see cricket again indeed man from your lips to the ears of the gods but let's see how it goes right <laughs> if you were to look at some of the spicy news that uh, has come out from the cricketing world uh, in the last couple of days so Ramnaresh Sarwan has hit back at Chris Gayle for the scandalous allegations that has been leveled at him. So uh, we discussed a bit more in detail last week when Gayle sort of, I think he's lost it. Sitting at home, he's lost his head and he ranted at uh, Sarwan and other people on a YouTube video that he released. So Sarwan has come back and said uh, some of the uh, allegations are extremely scandalous and he's considering what would be the, let's say, the most appropriate manner in which to respond to Chris Gayle. 
Kiri. So do you see this feud uh, really blowing out or will you think uh, it will simply die down once cricket starts? It will die down. I think people are getting restless uh, and jittery at home. They have nothing else to do. So they are just uh, taking, a, you know, as they say, a low shot at each other. Uh, I think this will all end. Uh, and I don't know if people in the Caribbean hold grudges for too long. They'll probably move on after a couple of drinks, I think, when they meet next time. I hope so. Indeed. So, yeah, let's hope cricket resumes and all these other things. You know, let's not forget that these are uh, not only elite sportsmen, but in many cases, alpha males and females that really play the sport. And Mm. they have to get their frustration out in some way, apparently. But uh, sure, we'll see how that goes. So that's one, one spicy piece of news. Another one, well, interestingly, Keshav Maharaj, uh, the spinner, uh, the left-arm spinner from South Africa, has thrown his hat into the ring as one of the future captains for South Africa. So he says he sees himself as a multi-format captain, right? And uh, he sees himself literally lifting one of the World Cup trophies aloft in South African colors, right? It's it's not uh, it's not it's not a very um, conventional choice, but a left-field one, Giri. To if South Africa were to choose Maharaj as one of the captains, at least in one of the maybe limited overs format and then in the longer format, Gary. What are your thoughts on this? What is his uh, record? I think he's mainly a test specialist, the way I see it. He's played more uh, test matches for South Africa than he has in the ODIs or in the T20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have, not, I have not seen how he has played in the domestic circuit in South Africa, so I don't know his record. Uh, right. I don't know if he has captaincy credentials from the lower uh, format or the lower leagues. If he has, maybe yes, but I don't know. I mean, I think right now there is a big void left by Faf. Uh, he was quite a good captain. Uh, and unless A.B. De Villiers comes back, it probably will go to Quinton de Kock, right. uh, who is probably a bit more hesitant captain. He probably doesn't like captaincy as much as the country needs it right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, Kesho Maharaj, coming back to him, uh, it, it's it's good to know what his aspirations are. Uh, but I probably, I mean, I think we'll probably not see him uh, becoming the captain of South African cricket team. Well, let me be proved wrong. Let's see. He's played 30 tests, taken 100 wickets for South Africa. That makes him the fourth most successful spinner to have played for South Africa, right, in tests. He's only recently started playing ODIs. He's only played five. And he's not played a T20 for South Africa. So really seeing him in the shorter formats, you're probably right. They probably will go for uh, somebody who can also bat a bit more. Well, let's be clear. Maharaj has been improving his batting. He's been showing that also. right? Given that now Imran Tahir will not be playing in the shorter formats, they could consider this guy, Keshav Maharaj. Look, I mean, I hate to mention this, but um, he does tick many boxes. Inclusivity box, you know, every other box also he would tick if he were to be appointed the captain. But he was never being groomed for a captaincy role. But he's, he's well, he's made a case. So let's see if uh, Cricket South Africa can also consider him. It's going to be an interesting couple of months once cricket resumes as far as Cricket South Africa is concerned. Because, uh, well, the team was a bit on the low, uh, when at least in tests. So, if, you know, appointing a new captain like this ahead of somebody like, I don't know, Temba Bahuma or yeah. Dean Elgar or Aidan Makran. These are... Th- these are the names you would think are probably going to be one of these three would be the next South African test captain. But if South African cricket were to make a left field choice, it would be interesting yeah. as well. Because as things stand, he does play most of the tests. And yeah. if Quinton de Kock, who's also one of the best batters in the team, is allowed to play freely, 
that's probably better for south african cricket than yeah. you know giving him the captaincy simply because he's also the most promising in that team yeah i think to be honest uh, aden makram should become the next captain of uh, south african test team right. now that you mentioned his name mm-hmm. but he's probably not ready yet right uh, we saw that uh, against the uh, against the indian team when he captain the uh, odi side i think in one or two matches uh, but he has some uh, captaincy experience i think he was the under 19 captain um, for south african cricket team so he has some credentials but they have to groom him a bit more i think mark boucher and graham smith will do that uh, mm-hmm. now that they are in the administration setup right. uh, he's probably a couple of years away and i think he's only 25 or 26 so by the time he's 27 28 he will be ready and i think he will also feature in the team more regularly by then and also show his batting skills a bit more he is not yet ready but he until then i think they need to have somebody and uh, temba bauma i think he's a good choice um, and uh, as you said also dean elgar but uh, it's going to be I'm, i'm very curious to see what will happen here now that faf is stood down well he's the senior statesman he has i think a year or year and a half cricket still left for sure or but or maybe... they could also go afghanistan's way you know you remember what happened during the world cup oh yeah and, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i don't think that will happen with south africa but uh, we'll see yeah. yeah no i know what you mean but yeah i think they will not probably go back to the same horse that they backed once a while back right uh, moving on well we hear some uh, fairly shocking um, news from mohammad shami it's shocking but to the extent of what we have come to know we knew mohammad shami was going through a lot of personal issues in 2018 and he faced some you know some uh, separation uh, related issues with his wife and um, you know there were also some other uh, allegations on him by his wife and so on but at the end we wouldn't really know the impact this has on the person because he's now openly spoken out that he actually contemplated suicide multiple times in 2018 right consider this an indian cricketer who's earning you know in the top 1% of indian population so to say and is very successful and very popular the way some you know turbulence in personal life can really affect you even a person who's so um, you know at least who looks to be enjoying life in such a way would still be not spared so it's 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 very uh, disheartening to read this but at least we are very happy that he came through this so yeah. he says at least he contemplated committing suicide two to three times in 2018 because also it was not a good year for him uh, from the cricketing front because he was injured and you know he uh, he couldn't play because also his contract was withheld by bcci until all of this could be cleared and so on and so on so it it was really a very big problem for him i think but uh, we are really happy to read that you know he's come through on the other side and now i think he's able to enjoy life for what it is right mm-hmm. kiri Yeah you're talking about his injury layoff right i think he was not fit he had gained a lot of weight right probably because of this as well i think mental health issues does have an impact on your physical health as well right and uh, and I, when he came back i think he was uh, fit as a fiddle and he was really uh, lean i think he had lost a lot of weight and he uh, touch wood he has less injuries now uh, and he is also able to bowl consistently over 140 um and in test cricket so it's this really nice that he has come back really strong um from the stuff period that he had faced mm-hmm. um i think mental health uh, is probably um not given the kind of importance that it needs we've all heard about people complaining about uh, you know stress issues or stress related illness i think that's the politically correct word apparently these days that they use somebody mm-hmm. like jonathan trot or uh, marcus stress kothik and mm-hmm. even recently i think the young australian batter 
Will Pukowski, you remember yeah. him? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so all these guys, this is only reported or heard when they start beginning to uh, face these issues. And then they are assigned to uh, a mental uh, health coach or a doctor, and then it gets addressed. But I think the key lies here um, in the initial stage. I think there needs to be somebody who is already there uh, helping out these people uh, mm-hmm. who are in need of, uh, basically they need a year. They need a shoulder to lean on. That's it. Uh, and they need to ex- uh, hear themselves out. Uh, and I, I read recently that, you know, former India cricketer, uh, Tamil Nadu batsman, mm-hmm. uh, S. Badrinath, he has started a new company. I'm not trying to endorse his company, but he has started a new company which uh, looks at um, helping people with mental health issues in all sports, not just crickets. Right. Um, and this being uh, done on a more regular basis. So like every month there's uh, some awareness program uh, happening, which will uh, help these guys out. And all this information will of course be held, uh, will, will be done confidentially. Right. Um, and basically helping people who are actually in need uh, of in overcoming these issues before uh, they come out and uh, tell it to the whole world saying I had problems. I mean, I'm really ha- happy that uh, Muhammad uh, Shami's issues were addressed, uh, even if they were done, you know, in a non-public way, in a very private manner. Mm-hmm. It, we have seen that it has uh, worked for him. So I hope this, uh, that this kind of health, uh, mental health uh, uh, help is offered to more uh, sports people in the world. And uh, I wish uh, Badrinath all the best with his new venture. And I hope that uh, he starts a new revolution at grassroots level even to how to handle disappointment of not getting selected, for example. You're, so if you're a talented player and you're not selected for a certain team, age group, how to handle that, how to come back strong. I think these things really matter. Uh, and hopefully uh, it will uh, start a new way of thinking. I think it will change the mindset. I'm, I'm pretty sure it will. It's just a matter of time. Um, and I hope that um, all the people um, suffering from mental health issues will get the help they need before something bad really happens. And to conclude, really happy to see that uh, Shami has come out well out of this. Indeed, indeed. Nicely, nicely encapsulated. So, uh, well, that was a serious piece of business. Moving on to something a bit more farcical, Giri. You know, um, uh-huh. have you heard of this uh, hashtag shame on ESPN Crick Info? I might have. Well, I mean, let me encapsulate that one quickly. Um, okay. So it looks like, I, w- I don't know if I should call it a fiasco by ESPN Cricket Info. They owned up to it, but I was a bit surprised because, look, there was this uh, poll that ESPN Cricket Info is currently conducting on Twitter uh, for uh, uh, the top T20 player, right? The greatest T20 player challenge. So in this case, uh, one of the semifinalists or one of the semifinalists had to be decided. So it was Kohli versus Gale, very worthy you know, contest there. And in this case, so um, at the time of the closing of the poll at 6.30 a.m. GMT on the 1st of May, it looked like as the results were visible, Kohli was ahead by a little bit. But when the actual results were published, it looks like Gale had leapfrogged him and had won by a gap of just 57 votes, considering that more than 130,000 votes were cast. So this led to an outrage by Kohli fans on Twitter and this uh, exact hashtag hash shame on ESPN Quick Info started trending, which led, you know, ESPN Quick Info to uh, retract this um, poll and restart it 
surprisingly or unsurprisingly enough kl smashed kohli second time around by 75% or more than 75% of the votes right so i i think um, this specific poll only includes people who actually played t20 cricket maybe it doesn't include the greats of the former uh, former generations like uh, i think uh, yeah. you're mentioning to me off air viv richards yeah yeah right? I, but, i think uh, he would have smashed all records viv richards indeed, indeed, uh, he's indeed. still my uh, my favorite batsman from the 70s and the 80s there can never be anybody like uh, him no of course a also, guy batting without a helmet against yeah. the, one of the fastest bowlers like jeff thompson Dennis yeah. Lilly like right. ah that's incredible no nobody can ever match him yeah, he's Not called king wave right he's called king wave yeah. for a reason it's it's theater with him right Absolutely. everything yeah so there are some articles i can recommend i'm sure you've read them as well where they talk about how he just walked to the crease he walked to the crease like loping slowly like a panther knowing he owns uh-huh. he owns the, he owns the pitch right and then right. somebody did ask him even very late in his career this was 1992 somebody asked him why did you never wear a helmet so as i said he said if you're good enough to hit my head hit my head it's fine <laughs> so this sort of confidence and basically own everything you survey so to say right yeah. uh, but of course you know you you can think of him but you can also think of imran khan kapil dev there was uh, mm-hmm. proctor mike proctor right? mike proctor yes all of these all of these bad richards all these fantastic players from uh, some other era well surprisingly yeah. don bradman they say might not have been very good at it because he didn't believe in hitting the ball in the air apparently but that's a discussion for another day uh, do you, have you heard about uh, sunil gavaskar say that uh, no no as a He's kid apparently me. he was uh, coached by his coach i don't know who that person was mm-hmm. uh, not to hit the ball more than 6 uh, inches in the air off the ground yeah off the ground yeah off the ground yes not to Indeed. hit 6 inches Indeed. and that's why he never got out uh, cheaply No, but that's okay Apparently. there's nothing wrong in uh, placing a premium on your wicket except maybe not in that specific format that's all right no but i think they were all uh, uh, groomed for test cricket back then there was that was the only form of cricket and that should be the only form of cricket but everything else is entertainment right so <laughs> this is this is a long running discussion for sure but yeah, yeah why not i'll agree with you right yeah uh, moving on um there is some other slightly disturbing news afghanistan shafiqullah shafiq right has been banned for 6 years uh, for after he admitted to the corruption charges laid against him by the afghanistan cricket board so he was trying to fix a match in the 2019 2020 bangladesh premier league right so this is a keeper and he played uh, nearly 50 uh, internationals for afghanistan and over like nearly a 6 7 year period in fact he was he was always right at the let's say the edge of the team but he played enough matches uh, mohammad shahzad was always the primary choice keeper but he was good enough to be included in the team primarily on his batting skill as well right um so you know he was a part of that golden generation of afghani players who you know probably brought the limelight to cricket in afghanistan uh, led them uh, he has actually participated in two world cups as well right and as late as october of 2019 he's played a t20 for afghanistan so uh, this comes as a real shock but uh, considering that he has admitted to guilt that means they had enough proof against him and other things so not only was he trying to fix the outcome of this match but also trying to offer bribes to some teammates apparently to throw away a match and other things so it was it's not it's not savory to read really these things but it's very unfortunate and we really hope you know his ban um, also influences other people who are considering these sort of events and they are giving those things up moving further well australia in cricket absentia have gone on to become the 
नंबर वन टी ट्वेंटी एज वेल एज टेस्टिंग के लिए इज दैट अरप्राइज फॉर यू डू थिंक Uh, a little bit yes but i think the the point system works differently so i think they have only taken into account the test matches that were played from 2018 onwards in the last couple of years right so that's why india's points from before that were deleted which probably has uh, i guess uh, made them drop down to third india is mm-hmm. on third and i think second is new zealand is that right indeed well that 2-0 uh, loss to new zealand really cost india oh, clearly yeah. right mm-hmm. so if even if they had drawn one of those test matches or maybe won one of those i think they would have retained the number one ranking but because they lost comprehensively they lost the entire series and australia mm-hmm. have been doing really well in their home summer of to 2019 yeah. right so i think they they made the most of it there but yeah. well tim payne uh, the australian captain who was never going to be right he's yeah. retained the ashes in england is led his team to number 1 in tests in this case mm-hmm. right and aaron finch uh, need to be congratulated for the t20 right so they have done really well and if the world cup were to be held later this year australia will enter the tournament a home tournament as the top ranked team so that's that's a fantastic thing to have as well on their backs yeah. so uh, well we wish them all the best and we congratulate them for getting to this uh, number 1 position right Kiri? but yeah mm-hmm. but india still leads the world test championship right right we'll see about that indeed <laughs> we'll see how that pans out there's still there's still going to be enough matches played between now and the final i'm sure but also yeah. maybe some matches will be postponed or rescheduled yeah. so we'll we'll wait and watch on that one, right yeah. so uh, in another good news sangakkara who was uh, the first non british president of the mcc uh, his first term was set to be completed in um, 2020 october but now it looks like mcc will be offering him a second term right so as of 30th september his term was going to end but it looks like they're going to offer him one more term so until 2021 mm-hmm. so we wish him all the best and we really congratulate this guy he is is real statesman if you have ever heard yeah. him speak you know why yeah, yeah absolutely yeah 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 absolutely i've heard that uh, famous address i think in the mcc right i think they Indeed. have this uh, cowdery lecture yeah exactly cowdery lecture and that's one of the best speeches i've ever heard from a cricketer Indeed. um uh, i was also going to ask uh, about saurav ganguly i think saurav ganguly also had a limited has a limited uh, tenure as bcci president right doesn't that real run till this october or something exactly do you think that will also be extended well they've already made a play for it to be extended because they felt okay. that was not going to be realistic he wouldn't yeah. have any chance to make any lasting or you know good impact in his mm. position he would just be holding the seat warm but mm. considering he was the president of the cricket association of bengal so mm. this brings into question some of the recommendations by justice lodha committee so this is a longer discussion but i think they have already made a petition in the supreme court right uh, they being mm-hmm. bcci that uh, his tenure uh, need to be extended so that he is actually given a chance to make some change right somebody like him i think he deserves a chance but again there is a it's it's a longer discussion with enough both pro and con to such an argument yeah. so yeah. I, i would probably park it here for now yeah yeah but i was, it just came up in my mind so yeah indeed we'll keep our eye on it in one of the upcoming episodes probably we'll get some news on this right yep so uh, sanjeev chavla the key accused by delhi police in the hansikronia corruption case in 2000 right he was extradited from uk and uh, brought to india in february of this year but uh, he was in the tihar jail but now he's been bailed out right and uh, they tried a 
opposing the bail delhi police but uh, it looks like the judge said no no these sort of decisions cannot be taken uh, you know lightly so once a bail has been actually granted it's very tough to simply you know call it back so he's probably now out on bail and probably free to go back to uk but considering that there are no flights or at least there are very limited flights it might not be that easy for him so we'll keep our eye on this news story as well as it develops it's it's very curious how this one is going to be now how it's going to reach its denouement well in another bcci news uh, this is the last of the other news we have really today so uh, bcci is really considering forming an ad hoc committee for running delhi cricket so this is this is another uh, not a nice news to read because um, delhi cricket had uh, corruption at all levels people like gambhir were speaking about it right we we read read about this in the papers but what has happened is um, the current uh, appointee who was the president appointee resigned uh, the current general secretary of delhi cricket association is in jail for some violation of some customs act so it's it's all not nice so basically the the head of the body is empty so in order to fill this void and let day to day processes be taken care of and day to day functions be carried out i think uh, bcci is considering appointing a ad hoc committee just like how it is in rajasthan currently so that's something to be you know we'll probably follow up on this as well in the upcoming episodes now moving on quickly if you were to take a look at the trivia section so the trivia question from the previous episode was a slightly tough one but i'll i would like to spend a short amount of time on this the question was which england cricketer played only one international match but he took uh, only 3278 first class wickets so giri any guess on the answer no this was your question so i don't know <laughs> you so stumped me mate it's 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 uh, it's a left arm spinner called charlie parker right so they say he was the best wet wicket bowler ever right and then his 3278 wickets puts him on the third uh, position in the highest wicket takers of all time in cricket in spite of all this he was a bit of an anti establishment person so there's this fantastic fantastic article in cricket info uh, which tells his history and how he came to play cricket and how he was actually he started his cricket as a fast bowler and then realized he's better suited to spin and so on and how he literally stuck the then captain and the post boy of english cricket pelham warner or plum warner as he was called he was literally one of those establishment people and this guy literally punched him in a in some disagreement in a bar and can you imagine any international cricketer or any cricketer doing that today punching virat kohli in in an argument kiri no i can't i can't this guy was just he he just said how he called it so apparently he informed the committee Uh, of the county he played for saying from next season i will bowl spin that's it so he was not much given to negotiation or you know sort of making an entreaty and then having it accepted nothing like that so he was a straightforward different card sort of an individual who lived in a different era for sure so his name is charlie parker and i would really recommend this article to people right you cannot imagine that happening but you know there are spinners in india there was a spinner called padmakar shivalkar whom uh, Uh, gavaskar always mentions right as the best spinner who never played for uh, india and so on so there are some other such spinners but this is the most unique case where you have uh, a career where you took 200 wickets for 10 seasons in a row but never got to play for a country and so on so it's it's a fantastic article so the trivia question from this episode so we did mention earlier that you know sangakkara has been offered a second uh, you know second year as the president of mcc so before sangakkara who was the last president of mcc to have held the post for multiple years consecutively right so you can get in touch with us to give us the answer to this question or maybe let us know your thoughts about our podcast or you know 
any other things that you may want to communicate to us right so you could get in touch with us using twitter at armchaircricketpod using gmail armchair.cricket at gmail.com right or you could leave your answer as a comment in any of the apps that you use to follow cricket so we have at least 10 of those listed in our uh, in our notes we do hope to hear from you and uh, well i know there's no cricket but there's so much to discuss right there's so many interesting things that keep popping up uh, cricketers find interesting ways to amuse themselves and keep us amused as well and you have these uh, farcical polls that certain uh, cricketing websites sometimes put up so there's plenty to discuss so we do really hope to have your company for the upcoming episodes as well so having said all that it's a goodbye from me and it's a goodbye from him bye bye you're listening to the armchair cricket podcast